Hey, it's Maggie. I can't get to my phone right now. You know what to do. Dude, Maggie, I have something to tell you. You gotta call me back. Hey, it's Maggie. And Tia. And this, this is Call Your BFF. BFF. back with our matching shirts yes so i had to like delete most of the last recording that we had when we were at my parents because the audio was so bad but um that's fine i think the ones with our parents were long enough so we didn't really need like a an intro for them i just like chimed in um i liked it It but did we did we want to do one of those tgif segments again let's do it okay I, I think of Katy Perry's song and they start chanting G G I F and then she goes <laughs> not even oh last Friday night I'm trying to think of the words something about taking something shot skinny dipping in the dark we'll have we'll have to make a call your BFF playlist <laughs> ooh ooh okay okay speaking of music I know this is not TGIF but um I have just been exposed to these um, people who do mashups and they're called Altego music and they have some on SoundCloud, only one song on Spotify. And it's like the song toxic by Britney Spears and pony by genuine mash together. And they have some really good other mashups and I, they have a huge playlist on YouTube. So that has been like my go-to jams on the way home from work lately. Cause they're just like, Bangers of the early 2000s mashed up with some more recent songs, and they're so fire. Oh, I love that. There's always, fun. it like shows up on my TikTok sometimes, but it's like that 2012 mashup. I forgot who used to do those. Um, shoot. Okay, I have to find it real quick because yeah. it's one of those that, and they're like, how is it that everybody knows the lyrics to this? 2012 nostalgia oh it was like one of these yes and it was like the four years that like they did that and it was like how does everybody know this without even like listening to it and it was like we just not even know it yeah but yeah that's that's fun all right, I'm trying to think what my my TGIF of the week. Oh, I have a funny bad one. Okay, let's hear it. Tragic. I have been knitting my gloves. Yes. <laughs> and I got these new, um, this new like crochet, not like, I use like the loom knit, so, or like the loom oh, fancy. thing, so it has like the pegs, and then you use this yeah. little like metal thing to flip the things over. And I got the new ones. Yeah, this new one, and it has two. So you can do two hooks at a time. It's way more efficient. But the end was sharp, and I literally flicked it, and I, like, cut open my middle finger. So I was, I was, uh, I had a knitting injury (laughs) this week. Did Workman's Comp cover that since you work from home? Do I have to pay it since I own my business. <laughs> you are your own employer so insurance <laughs> how does that work if you get injured when you work for yourself That's who's responsible question. my mom i would say sheila would be yeah 
for bringing me into this world? Yes. I feel like my good TJF is that I have 10 days off of work. Like I am super stoked to not have to help the humans. I get to help myself. So I'm very excited to have a break. So I think that's like my big positive. And like my negative would probably be just like my pain being more. But that'll be fixed. That'll be fixed by the time this episode comes out. (laughs) Yeah. I'll just be recovering. But I'll be a couple ounces lighter. (laughs) Tia's weight loss (laughs) hack is actually just removing every organ from your body. (laughs) Literally. I've been doing it strategically and slowly throughout my life. And I'm fitting into all of the genes now. (laughs) Ozempic who? (laughs) (laughs) You don't need your gallbladder. (laughs) You don't need your cup allowances lighter. Appendix, gone. Who's she? Who is she? You only need one. (laughs) We're hanging on by a thread here. We got one left. Yep. Yep. It's going to be good. We're going to be ready. But, you know, every time I just, okay, this is, like, one thing I'm very curious about is, like, how much extra room I have inside of my body because of some of the organs I'm missing. Like, sometimes I feel like I can feel them sloshing around if I move around too quickly where I'm, like, this is weird. I wonder if people who are bigger, who have more space, feel more of their organs sloshing around all the time. But yet I can only fit so much in my stomach. It's rude. (laughs) Rude. You should get more stomach space. Right. Okay. Like, could, could you imagine if, like, all my other organs that aren't necessarily necessary, that are just, like, I don't know, accessories to our body, get rid of all of them. If I didn't have my gastrointestinal problems, I probably would be an amazing competitive eater. There's so much room for my stomach to expand. But my GI tract's like, nope, joke's on you. We you wanted a tomato? I thought not. <laughs> you thought wrong. I would die if I had a whole tomato. Applesauce for you only. Right. That is the other like weight loss hack is eat something that you know your body doesn't like. It goes right through you. There you go. Like corn. Lose your organs and let corn. Goes in and it goes out. (laughs) Well, I feel like your um, positive TGIF is a good lead into the episode. We're going to chat about self-care, which I feel like is a good way to end the year as we hop into a new one. Well, especially too, like this is like the most wonderful and stressful time of the year. So I feel like self-care is so important with like all the family time we're having and like ending um, like work stuff that's supposed to be wrapped up before the end of the year. And then with the new year starting, just like going off on the right foot or left foot, whichever one you want to do first. (coughs) Or both. Just jump. Or both. Yeah. Hop in. Cannonball. I feel like with the holidays too, it's a very easy time to use the holidays as an excuse. Or people are like more understanding, I think, when you're just like completely out of touch for four days because you yeah. just need to be alone. People are like, oh, it's the holidays. Or like, oh, you have time off work or something. Yes, this is my first time ever having a whole week off for Christmas. And like, thankfully, like my work is pretty good about giving us like really good like holiday paid time off. So I only had to take three PTO days on top of like the holiday days that they're giving us. But like all of my coworkers are like, yes, Tia, like you deserve it. Like go relax and rest and blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, surgery, cool, let's do it. So that, I mean, it's technically (laughs) self-care in a funky way, but I was so excited just to like not have to do anything work-related. That's like 
the first time in so long where I've gotten to like, I've crossed my T's out of my eyes, all my notes are done, and I just get to relax and like hang out with friends, family, read lots of books, hopefully get better sleep, all the things. I'm here for it. So I'm just going to spring questions on you today because I'm just genuinely curious too, but being in the field of work that you are, do you ever feel guilty when you do take time like this? I mean, I know it's the holiday and like you don't have patience, Mm -hmm. but do you ever have like a a guilt that you're like not helping people, if that makes sense? (laughs) This is my first year where I don't feel that way, which is like a pretty wild trip. But I think it's also because of like, I'm well surpassed my productivity for work where my whole month of December, I was just working for bonus money, which like beautiful. We love extra money, but also our government takes 40% of bonus money. So that's trash monkey. (laughs) But a lot of my clients though right now are in such a good spot where I feel confident that me being gone for a week, there shouldn't be too many dumpster fires where like shit hits the fan. Knock on all the wood. Didn't jinx myself there. But like I think throughout the year, generally speaking, is when I definitely have more of that guilt because anytime I take anything longer than a day off, it's so much like prepping and planning of like, okay, who's covering like my in-basket in case shit does hit the fan? Did I call the parents that I need to before I'm off? Does my clients know that I'm going to be gone? How long I'm going to be gone? What they can do if they need support? changing my voicemail so it accurately depicts like when I'm in the office and when I'm not and like all of those things and then I like also like front load my week so I like see way more people than I should and when I get back I'm seeing actually a normal amount because I'm working virtually when I first come back after the holiday so like my clients are like we'll see you when we see you it's all good but I think it can be so hard because I'm helping people learn how to take care of themselves and I'm also still learning how to take care of myself too So I think it's so challenging to like find this balance of like doing my work of helping other people, which like fills up my cup so much. And it also drains my cup to no end at other ends of the spectrum too, where I know like this week where I'm so excited to not have to go into work. Yeah. Especially like towards the end of the year, I just get more, I don't think resentful is the right word, but just like, I'm tired. Emotionally drained. everybody. Yeah. And just like my, and my physical body's telling me to like slow the fuck down too. So I'm trying to like learn how to listen to my body better to do like better self-care. But when I think about just like self-care in general, like it is like moments like this where we get to connect or listening to like my stupid smash up songs that like are super funny. And like if they were played at the toad, you know, my ass would have been on the dance floor, even though it already was the whole time too. But like just like little (laughs) moments that are like fun and just fill up my cup too so I think it's grown into me not feeling as guilty anymore which is beautiful actually I really like that for myself but it's been a long journey to get there yeah well I was gonna say I feel like you've kind of had that realization though sooner than I would expect in industry yeah you know because I feel like that's such a hard job like I know like when I was working at my old job I would come home and then it was like I would come home and I would occasionally like start answering emails or I'd start working on something. And then obviously like when everybody was remote for COVID, there was like no break. It was like, I would just work until my mom was like, Hey, are you going to eat dinner? (laughs) I'm like, Oh, it's seven. But taking work home with you, I feel like everybody, no matter what they do is like constantly struggles with that. But 
my taking my work home with me is like, oh, I forgot to write this email. I'm going to like design something. Your taking work home with you is like such an emotional load of stories and things that happen and something tragic or traumatizing that somebody tells you. And how do you like disconnect that? Driving home from work, you just like show up at your garage and you're like, delete, like new. (laughs) Sometimes sometimes it's like, how does that happen? (laughs) This is a great question because it's a hard one that I think some days I'm super good at and other days I'm like a wreck the whole night. So I think about like one, I think it's like the support of all like my supervisors and like other coworkers too, where like we consult together and like talk together about like those really heavy cases where I can put them away. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it is me staying a little bit later to call that one parent because I'm like, if I don't call this parent, I'm going to be thinking about this all night. I'm going to get shitty sleep and it's going to make me a bad therapist the next day. So I think it's like me finding this balance of one, like what are those things that I need to do before I leave work that makes me feel set, secure, we're good to go. And then there's other times where like there's nothing I can do and that's like also a really shitty feeling. But I also have to remember that like I can't change people. It's on them to figure out and kind of find their balance. But a lot of it is like on my drive home, I'm either like on the phone with Brady, like telling him about my day or like hearing about his day or cracking jokes or it's me listening to like the mashup music recently or it's me like sometimes sitting in silence, which sounds super Mm -hmm. weird because I normally like do not like like that. But like after a heavy day, sometimes I just sit there and I'm like, wow. Flush this it is out. wild of like what I've heard, what I've experienced this day. And when I get home, it is kind of like one of those things where I'll just like sit in my car for a bit and like I'll scroll through Instagram or like look at all of our amazing followers we have and just like <laughs> soak in like different things like that where I'm like, okay, once I walk in the store, I'm letting it go. We're moving on type of a thing. And I'm having a hard time too with work because my work is trying to have me do this book club. And I know some of my coworkers will listen to this and that's okay, but they know how I feel about it. Um, Tia doesn't want to do the book club coworkers. No, I don't. I'm so (laughs) angry about it because I'm like, this is like, she's not going to say no. Right. It's, it's this like mix of the opposite ends of my spectrum, but of people pleasing, but like, I'm not doing it. I'm so stubborn. But this book club in intention was my fault because I asked for more trainings (laughs) dialectical behavioral therapy and like I want to be trained more but Tia does not learn from reading a textbook and the book club is reading this textbook we've been trying to do this book club for four months now and I've read almost a full chapter and I'm super behind on the readings but that's where my boundary lies though like when I come home I'm done like I'm not reading something for work I am not doing anything therapy related I'm done and I've made that really clear with my coworkers too of like this is where I'm struggling with this because I work so hard all day. I'm back to back. I'm calling parents. I'm doing all these things. I don't have enough time to read a whole ass chapter because I'm a slow reader in the time of my 40 hour work week or the times where I do work over 40 hours. So I was like, I see the importance of me reading this book and my self care and me taking care of myself is more important because then I can take care of the people that I'm supposed to be taking care of. So I'm still radically accepting the fact that I have to read this damn book And I know it'll help me grow as a therapist. And I'm still like, this is my self-care right now. And thankfully, my team is like really supportive and like understanding that and really encouraging me to still read it. So I did bring the book home over break. Will I open it? Probably not. Questionable. (laughs) 
questionable. Will I lay it on my bed and hope I can soak it in through osmosis? Highly likely. (laughs) Will our next episode be Maggie reading the textbook to Tia? Possibly. (laughs) Could be. Stay tuned. It's just, it flusters my soul because it is this balance of like, what do I need to do to make myself be my best version of myself? And is it reading a damn textbook? No, I can confidently say that. But there is times like where I do have like a no show or like something happens where I'll do read the book and I'm like, okay, I can get into it when I'm at work. But at home, I'm like, hmm, I just don't, not feeling this homie. Well, and then when there's so many hours in a day too, and you're already designating eight of those hours to be at work, um, another whole hour to commute there and back. Yeah. And you have what? four or five more hours left in your day if you're actually going to get eight hours of sleep it's like do I really want to be spending two of those hours then reading an hour of a textbook and then taking a shower and like having all this in my brain and not being able to like relax exactly because I'm thinking about oh I can use this with this client I can use this with that client and I'm like no Mm -hmm. I don't want to be thinking about my clients outside of work I mean does it happen naturally oh my gosh yeah sometimes and sometimes it's in the cutest ways where I see something I'm like, oh, this reminds mm-hmm. me of this person because they told me this story because my brain is like a freaking sponge. And I remember the smallest details about every single person I work with. And like those moments, I'm like, oh, that's nice. But then other moments where I'm like, I don't want to be thinking about all like the self-defeating behaviors this one client maybe or may not be doing right now. Like, no, thank you. Yeah, that's a lot. It's definitely hard, but I'm getting better. I struggle with that, like kind of just like mind always wandering too. And i blame it a lot on just like creative brain because you have a very creative brain too. I feel like when you're I don't know which side of the brain that is when like people that are more creative like think from a different side I don't know because the left side's more logical I think yeah I don't have that side of my brain probably in my textbook Um, (laughs) I'm not reading (laughs) (laughs) but when I am like driving or like Mm. in the shower or like trying to sleep and like my brain is like this would be an awesome logo design or like or I'm like tying the pieces together of like a marketing strategy and I can't tell you how many times I've woken up and I'll have to go and look on my notes app and show you some of like the scribbles that I have that are like Mm -hmm. (laughs) November 2nd 2 15 a.m and it's like (laughs) a mountain a mountain range with like a scribble over it and there's an arrow and it just says like peak brewing company or something and I'm like what the hell is this and I'm like did I just <laughs> make up a design in my head <laughs> dude but, I feel like that would be so hard though too because like your creative juices like never stop and like I was telling you this the other day too of like I totally understand why you put your phone on do not disturb all the time because a lot of your work is like helping other people's social medias and like with our podcast like my phone is constantly blowing up with people sharing the reels that Maggie makes and like people following our page and I'm like I finally understand I finally (laughs) get this so I feel like the boundaries that you've even set like that has been such a journey too of like your creative brain but also just technology in itself like you're on it literally all day yeah actually Tyler and I just had a conversation slash Mm -hmm. argument the other day about (laughs) me being on my phone way too much and I'm like I admit it like I'm the first to admit like my phone is attached to me at all times Mm -hmm. and ironically it's like i I'm so bad at responding and so bad at like communicating, but I'm always on it. (laughs) I made this joke too. I hate Apple products because my screen time is synced with my iPad, 
my phone, oh, my MacBook, yeah. and my desktop computer. And it tells oh, me God. that I spend on average 13 hours a day on my phone. Oh my God. Or 13 hours a day on my screen time reporting. And I'm like, I promise, I promise it's not my phone. It's all of my stuff. And Tyler's like, that's still a problem. <laughs> How does your brain not hurt all the time? Well, and that's, I would say like, if we were to segment a goal for the new year, like something that I'm like conscious of, that's definitely one thing that I really need to be able to like set a better boundary because I spend so much time on social media and it sounds Mm -hmm. so stupid, but I'm scrolling, researching. (laughs) Like I'm trying to find like a sound or I'm trying to find like something funny or get like inspiration to post something. And it takes a lot of time. And then it's like, I'm I'm just like doom scrolling on TikTok. But I had just spent like four hours basically of like brainstorming and then half scrolling and like whatever, but that kind of stuff. And it's like, I just need to like designate. And like, even if it's like setting a timer of like, Ooh, that's a good idea. okay, I have an hour. I'm giving myself one hour and I'm going to be on this platform brainstorming content for call your bff podcast and i'm only allowing myself an hour today mm-hmm. and that's it like or like this week like yeah. that's it if i don't get it done then it's gonna be done at Next a later week. time because it is and like with tyler and i from the beginning it's been like if we're like eating dinner or if we're like watching mm-hmm. something together or doing anything we're not on our phones yeah and that's like from the start and like when i would come home from my job it was like i basically put my phone away that's where i got really bad at like not getting back to like friends and mm-hmm. stuff because it was like when i come home from work I'm not on my phone. Yeah, it's gone. Like I'm spending time with him because we don't spend any time outside of that together. Right. And so if I like I go for a run and then I'm like making dinner and eating with him and then I'm going to bed and I'm not on my phone at all. So it's like balancing that phone, social time, phone, work time, computer, work time. Yeah. And like your brain doesn't sleep with that stuff. Cause like sometimes you'll be texting me like ideas and I'm like, girl, like how is your brain still working? (laughs) (laughs) Like my brain is dead. (laughs) I think it's like funny too. Like when I'm driving and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't even want to say the phone name, but the, Hey, phone assistant (laughs) make a note a new note I literally have one that was like redesign the Fannie Mae logo into a like a modern style that's my last one because I'm driving and I drive past Fannie Mae and I'm like I should I should make a video where I redesign the Fannie Mae logo and I'm like why can't I just drive down this street (laughs) (laughs) why can't I just smell the roses I don't know. (laughs) Or I get into such a weird habit. I count the amount of fonts used on work trucks. It's like my favorite pastime. I pull up and like they're right in front of me and I'm like, one, two, three, four, five. You got to lose three of those now. (laughs) There's a really funny one the other day that made no sense. And I can't remember. It was like a flooring company and it was like, it would have drove you bonkers. And I wish I would have been able to take a picture of it. It was like an A, an F and an L was like the first letter, but it was all one letter. And the way it read just did not make sense. And I probably spent 20 out of my 25 minutes of my drive to work trying to figure out how they wanted you to read it. And it was so (laughs) confusing. And I was like, Maggie would have a heyday with this one. (laughs) Maggie wouldn't get a single thing done all day. Nope, not at all. You would be like so fixated on it and be like, shit, I didn't do any of my other things. (laughs) It's so hard to find that balance. Yeah. Definitely. I don't know what's harder being at my job Mm -hmm. or having to work for myself. What's harder to set a boundary? 
I find it to be a little easier to like when I was working at my job that although I struggled with it a lot, at the end of the day, I could close my laptop and have a quote unquote, this isn't my problem. Yeah. But now everything's my problem. (laughs) It's all of your circus, all of your clowns and the elephants and the monkeys. Yeah. This is my circus. It is. But I think it's also hard, too, because our culture, I think, puts such a grind in us of like, you have to work 40 hours a week, you have to do your grocery shopping, you have to be constantly on the go on the move, boom, 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 boom. And self care, I think has been a newer theme that people have been talking about over the past couple of years. And I think even our culture is like, oh, self care is only like spa day, or Going out to brunch with the girls, bottomless mimosas, like a bunch of like things that cost a lot of money when self-care. Yeah, I'm like, I can't afford a spa day. (laughs) Are you kidding me? And my bathtub water doesn't stay warm enough for me to have my at-home spa, so. And I don't have enough candles because like my vent automatically turns on in my bathroom and it's loud. And I'm like, (laughs) that's not relaxing. (laughs) I'm not having fun. No. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like some of that little stuff I don't know. I would say like my biggest self-care stuff is either like cooking or like meal prepping Mm because it makes me feel organized and it makes me feel like prepping for the week and like healthier, I guess, like just making like a healthy meal or cleaning. I don't know. You've always been that way with cleaning. I love cleaning. I hate cleaning. I'm not like a super clean person. I mean, there's like dog hair on the floor and like a pile of stuff right behind me, but Like when I clean, I clean, I put in like either a podcast or something and I just like spend two hours and kind of just do my thing. But then I feel refreshed and then it's like whatever was stressing me out or bothering me like isn't or going for like a walk. Yes, I love walks. Or if I'm like super upset, a run, which like that is saying something because (laughs) I do not like running. (laughs) Even though like I love soccer, (laughs) I will play soccer all day, every day, but just like going to go for a run. I gotta be real pissed off to like want to like actually like go run off some steam. I haven't done that in a long time. Sometimes those are good workouts though. Cause oh, yeah. I, I have the same thing with like swimming. Like if oh. I go to the pool and I swim 4,000 yards straight, I'm not having a good day. Yes. <laughs> and you don't want to talk to me. <laughs> I'll be fine afterwards. But if I go and do that, you're dialed. <laughs> you're like, I'm getting this shit out of my system. Yeah. I'm like, it's just me, my own thoughts, and the water. Yep. <laughs> We're going to have it out. It's going to be a little tussle. <laughs> I think that's what the water would sound like. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's a lot of pressure like from like the hustle culture and that whole like mindset. And I think like yes. getting out of college, I was definitely stuck in that for like, I think like while I was working at my, my old job, mm-hmm. it's like, just spreading myself thin and absolutely everything and giving of myself and all my time and only getting six hours of sleep, yeah. five, six hours of sleep. And then it was like, um, I'm not really like doing anything or I'm just like exhausted to yes. a point where like I don't actually recognize like what I'm doing. <laughs> it's like autopilot almost. Yeah. And I just hated you like work, 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 work so hard, work so hard, work so hard, get to the end of the week. And you're like, oh, finally, it's Friday. And then I would jam everything into two days yes. and then I'd come back to work on Monday and I'd be like, I'm not refreshed again. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not ready. Yeah. It's so hard too, because I feel like it's finding this balance of like, how do I meet all of my needs, but then also like take time to actually relax, but also like fill up my cup of extroversion of like seeing people and hanging out with people and 
trying to make plans and trying to like make all these things work. And it is such a puzzle Mm -hmm. all of the time and it's exhausting to fill out the puzzle. So sometimes it is like such a mind boggling thing of like, how do I do all of this? And I have to remind myself to just like take a step back. Like I can just like sit for a minute. And that's like one thing I think I've gotten better at since getting out of college. I think like undergrad and grad school it's like such a grind all the time both of us were like college athletes like we were constantly like doing so many things and as soon as we were done with that lifestyle we had so much more time that's like okay how do I fill my time and not feel lazy for just sitting and doing nothing when sometimes sitting and doing nothing is exactly what we need yeah I I have such a problem with that because I always feel so guilty yeah like with a question I asked you is like how do you feel guilty like not I just feel like if I have anything on my to-do list that if I sit down and watch an episode of something and I knit on the couch mm-hmm. that I'm like not doing what I should be doing. You even had that last week when you were sick. We were like texting yeah. about that. Like oh yeah. Like I need to be doing something. I'm like, girlfriend, you are sick. It is okay. Most of the days I'm like, I didn't even like touch my computer. But then you go back to like your work stuff and you're like, oh my God, like I'm so behind or I have to do this. And it's so hard too, because like everyone is always expected to perform at 110%. Your best self, you do this all the time. And I think that is such like an unrealistic expectation for all of us to put on ourselves. And like, I feel like therapy wise too, like there's always like something to learn. There's something to do better, something to grow in. And this year, I finally, this must be just like the year of like Tia's brain growing or something. I don't know. But finally, our brains are finally formed. Yes. Go frontal lobes. But I don't know if it was like me talking to like more seasons therapist or like just like taking the space to like learn like what my like therapy style is too. But like me just like sitting there and giving someone space and just letting them exist is enough. Like that is a therapeutic intervention. And, like, it's so underplayed, I think, sometimes in our world because insurance gives us pressure to, like, what modalities are you doing? What are you actually doing to make this person feel better? And, like, the pressure we get from, like, parents, the pressure we get from insurance, the pressure we get from, like, meeting enough numbers at work. Like, sometimes it's – if I get stuck in that mindset of, like, I'm not doing enough, that's when it gets scary. That's when it's, like, okay, mm-hmm. my self-care is going to shit. I'm getting angry. I'm getting frustrated. And those are the moments where I have to really focus on the self-care, take that step back. And just existing and being a human and doing our best is enough. May it be in therapy. May it be like with your marketing stuff that you do amazingly. Like even the stuff that you think looks like shit. I'm like, oh my gosh, Maggie, this is amazing. Because like I can't even like edit out something in a picture, let alone like create all the cool graphics that you do. So it's like, I think we're our own worst critic in that way too. Even with self-care, it's like, I'm doing self-care wrong. This isn't right. How is there a right Right. or wrong? Like, ugh, human brains are so complex. I hate them sometimes. I always feel comfort in relatability and Mm -hmm. imperfections and not in like a, oh, this person has flaws, but in a like, oh, we're all human sort of way. Like I relate it a lot to like athletics. It's like if I read a story or somebody posts something that they're like, I've been really struggling and I haven't been able to finish a workout and like things are just off. I don't really know what it is. Like I have to take a step back. I'm like, oh, I'm not the only one that feels like that sometimes. It's like refreshing Mm -hmm. because 
so much of what we do see is all like highlights of everybody's life and we don't necessarily see like the human side of everybody all the time and so there's like a comfort in like oh you have to take some time off for yourself too (laughs) yes even like I think the first like as you were talking about that I thought of Simone Biles and how like yeah the most amazing Olympian and gymnast that there is and how open she's been about like taking steps back for her mental health and like she is doing the craziest stunts that no human's ever done before. And that is terrifying. And the fact that like she can take a step back and like share with the world, like this is what I'm doing to take care of myself. And it's so important. So many young women are like, and girls are seeing that. And just, I love the message because it's giving people permission that we can take a break. We can do those things. And I hate that she got a lot of hate for that. Because everyone's like, oh, she's the best performer. She should just always be that way and blah, blah, blah. No, yeah. she's human. And I feel like it's somewhat reverting back to that a bit, mm-hmm. I think, in today's age. Because I do feel like when we were growing up, it was like a hard, like, you don't talk about that stuff. Yes. Like, you're showing, like, a weakness if you do on both, like, female and male. Uh-huh. And nowadays like there is so much more that's come out and like I've read personal like biographies and autobiographies of like Olympic athletes that have Mm -hmm. all come out and said like it's like the same story over and over again it's like I was completely burned out and doing this and I was like unhealthy and all this and it's like why do we do this to ourselves because we think like that's like the key to like success when you're most likely going to have more success when you actually do take like that step mm-hmm. back whether it's athletics, work, relationship, anything. You name it. Well, I think it's yeah. this grind too of like a lot of research goes into saying like you don't become an expert in something until you reach like 10,000 hours of like doing that. And mm-hmm. That is a lot of time. And like people try to get there so fast to be the expert when if we don't take care of ourselves, we're actually not truly being an expert in something. We burn out, like you said, or we get in our own way of being the best version of ourselves. It's hard. It's hard being human. Yeah. And I, I always think of like college kids too. And I, mm-hmm. when, when did we start college? 2014? Yeah. So in nine years, I feel like it's completely different now than it was. Mm-hmm. And like we still had like, you didn't just get into a college just for good grades. Like you had to have something else, but now it's like, you're not going to get into college with the 5.0 GPA, the three sport athlete, the thousands of hours of volunteer work, the Mandarin Chinese language and French, and you were in the band and you did this. It's like, that's still not enough. And it's like the hell else do you want from me? Like I, I do not envy anybody trying to go to college right now. Well, and it's like so hard too, because I think about all these kids that are like now going into college too, like post COVID, like how such pivotal like years of brain development have changed because they weren't surrounded by their peers. Like they were stuck at home and just the whole mental health crisis Mm -hmm. issue that we could like literally have like a whole ass podcast on, but it's so sad that like our culture and everything is still slightly stuck in being able to like support people and take care of people and not judge people and be in this space that self-love is so important and a lot of people aren't doing that for themselves and like how much hate and anger there is in our world and it just makes me wonder how different our world could be if like maybe it was scheduled into our routine that everyone works a 35 hour week and five hours is dedicated to whatever your self-care looks like i say we adopt the european model and we start having siestas yes even though i'm not an apple 
they're doing something <laughs> right over there. We deserve breaks. And I think that's, I think that goes yeah. back to what we were talking about earlier too, of it is so hard to take a break. There's so much shit you got to do before taking your break. So I feel like it's like mm-hmm. this endless cycle of figuring it out. I've seen a bunch of like talks or podcasts or TikToks and little things where there's so much of today's culture is based on a model that was our grandparents' generation, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like when that workforce started. Yeah. And so much of the responsibilities and everything was based off of one person working and one person staying at home. Yes. And I've had this conversation with Tyler a lot, actually, too, because I'm like, I feel like I need to work a whole day and then I need to cook and I need to clean and I need to run errands and then I need to like try and figure out my taxes and try and figure out my insurance. And like, God forbid, I try and schedule a dentist appointment. Like I just, it's like the stupid stuff that feels like, okay, well that would be like five minutes. It's like, well, I have to like spend time doing all this. Yeah. And he's said multiple times and he's like, when you were growing up, like my mom was a stay at home mom. and. She babysat like once we got older, but in my perspective, I was seeing all of this happening and how well my parents like took care of everything in our life. But I was seeing that as my dad went to work and did all of this and my mom did all of this. And now we're like, I'm responsible and he's responsible for managing all of that, but we both are also working all day. So it's like, how do you fit in all of that life stuff on top of like also working? I don't know. It's just a weird. It's so hard. And like, I can relate to because like my mom was a stay-at-home mom too when we were growing up and she would also babysit like other kids to like make money that way and eventually once we were old enough to all be in school she went back to work and it was then Mm -hmm. like this new way of like observing like families like figuring it out together and how do Mm -hmm. like kids do chores or like how do we grocery up all as a family on Friday nights like different things like make it work and I know I see so many like people who work and like both partners work and they have kids and I'm like, how do you have the energy? And like, how do you make it work? Like I, I asked so many different people that question because it feels impossible yet it is possible because so many people do it and so many people do it successfully, but it is hard. And I feel like it's so easy to fall into like the doom and gloom of it all. And that's why I think that self-care and that connection that we build and our people are so important because that makes it less dark. And people talking about it. Yes. Too. Because you can feel like you're the only one going through it or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Like in your case, it's like the first year therapists, the third year therapists that like come home and they're just like having a rough time with their roommate or their partner because it's like they're bringing their work home with them and it's like like how do you manage that right (laughs) or thinking that everybody else has like has it together when it's like well like we all struggle it's all a learning process because we're human I like how we keep it real I like I really liked this episode even though like we're still in it (laughs) I really like this one (laughs) it gave me the chills I feel like we talked about this in another episode and I don't remember if I edited it out or where it was if it went I don't know but yeah how it's sometimes just refreshing and nice to have that like relatable side of life and not like I think it was the the people pleasing one because at the end we were like well we didn't solve anything (laughs) we don't know what we're talking about but we're just we're just chatting through it yes (laughs) but it makes you feel better when you're like oh I'm not the only one that's dealing with that I think it's been cool too to have like 
people give us feedback to recognize like, oh, like we feel like we're a part of the conversation. And I think that's special. Yeah. To like be the voice. Kind of like the Lorax is the speaker for the trees. Maggie and I are the speaker for the, the friends. <laughs> the homies. So we're going to run for president. Yes. This is our official campaign election campaign. Mm-hmm. We're actually just going to trade off being president and vice president. Yes. <laughs> we like the free flow because we're yeah. both good at things and we're both bad at things. So our free flowiness is what's really going to help us be the most successful because two heads are better than yeah. one. Like sometimes you'll be in charge of the country. Other days I'll be in charge. And then if I'm having a bad mental health day, yes. then I'll put you back in so charge. <laughs> and then if we're both having a bad mental health day, we tell the whole United States, pump the brakes. Everybody the has the day off. Self care. <laughs> All right. If you had one goal for the new year, what would it be? My goal for the new year will be... Well, this one's really not in my control, but like no surgery. That'd be cool. Um, (laughs) But like actual goal that like I probably can obtain, I think, is to continue to grow in communicating my needs. But what's your goal, my friend? Um, I feel like I I hit on it a bit with like the phone boundaries, Mm -hmm. but I think just that in general. I like, I don't know, it's hard. I feel like this year... I had a lot of, like, lessons and, like, growth, I guess. Like, what yeah. we were saying. It's like our brains finally developed fully. And I definitely got into a mode of not being afraid to, like, say something, I guess. Even though if I, I knew there was going to be, like, repercussion. Reper- what's, what's the word? Repercussion. There we go. Of just, like, saying what's on my mind or, like, being truthful and honest or, like, having my actions match my like true feelings, I guess. And like not holding that back. Cause I was always one of those, like, I'm not going to say this or I'm just going to put up with this shit because for whatever reason, it's going to keep the peace. And not that I'm like trying to be a problem person now, but it's like, I'm just, I'm not afraid to be like, Hey, this isn't right. Or that's not true. Or, (laughs) and this, I don't know. I will be good presidents. And this is why Tia and Maggie, when will we be 35? 2040 that sounds like a fake number but yes (laughs) stay tuned and i feel like that's the perfect way to wrap up 2023 i think so happy new year everybody happy new year